Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. You know, finding a service solution that keeps your customers happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at that networking event. And HubSpot Service Hub can help. So with the service solution part, at least it makes it easy. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform. With an AI-powered help desk and a chatbot to handle your frontline tickets so you could scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. Welcome back. This is part two of our brainstorm session with Greg Eisenberg. We're going to continue on. We talk about a bunch of different topics. It's pretty fun. Greg's a good guy. Hope you guys like it. So here we go. Part two. Let's do it. I basically sold a box of air on eBay for like three to seven bucks and it would make money on shipping. But I would say like, hey, you're buying a box of air and people would think it would funny. It, it was funny. And they were but, buying it for somebody else as a gag or what? Yeah, ex- I think it was mostly a, it was a gifting thing. Did and then I included PR like, for it? Uh, I, got, uh, I got some PR, yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. All right, I'll tell you guys something, uh, one interesting thing that I'm paying attention to. Greg, are you a car guy? I like cars. Okay, there's this guy named Doug DeMauro. Do you guys know who Doug DeMauro is? He's this not. really nerdy just like a horribly nerdy guy and he reviews cars and he's really funny and he's cool and, and he's well loved and he's got two or three million subscribers on YouTube and he'll review all types of cars and he's funny and he's like cute and endearing and he just launched his own car auction. It's pretty amazing that he did this because he's a YouTuber and you think, well, like he's probably not that good at doing other, I mean, you know, he, he's, a YouTuber. I don't expect him to build a, uh, a, a content thing. But a I accidentally pulled up. <laughs> it's called carsandbids.com. He launched this site. It looks amazing. And he's already populated the site with uh, hundreds of like fancy cars for sale. So the whole point is that it's cars that are vintage or cars that enthusiasts love. So like a 2013 BMW M5. Uh, it's not like a particularly expensive car, but people who love BMWs love this model of car. Uh, it's amazing that this guy built this. And I think that what's interesting to me is that a lot of people, I don't know if he's partnered with someone. I think that, I bet you that's what happened. But a lot of people partner with YouTubers, kind of like what they did with Ipsy and uh, the Kardashian lady. Uh, and this is just the perfect execution of this. It just launched two weeks ago. I think this is going to be a huge thing. Um, and these car companies are quite interesting. These so, marketplaces. This is brilliant. I think if you if we take if if you marry the unbundling of Reddit with the partnerships of influencers, yes, you're good. Right. Just, there you go. You get the credibility from the influencer. Put them in. Put them on the cap table. Whatever. Right. Because look for any for any uh, like uh, lifestyle trend that you find on Reddit, like the body weight based fitness thing that Sam's talking about or vegans or whatever. There's going to be lifestyle influencers that live that same lifestyle that have gotten famous for it on Instagram, on YouTube, whoever. And if you marry those two together, you use Reddit as the source for, okay, which lifestyles are trending. Okay. This, the fire movement is trending in the personal finance community. Cool. Then I need to go find people who live that lifestyle, partner with them for distribution for my product. And in this case, the influencer did it themselves. Uh, but more and more people are sort of, doing it on an equity basis instead of, you know, pay for post uh, type of thing, which I think is, you know, has its trade-offs, has its pros and cons. 
It's pretty interesting. Like another, th- what, what I would do is I'm, I'm quite fascinated with the job board space still. I don't think anyone has completely nailed the job board space, but you could definitely do it where you partner with people and you talk about cool companies um, because the pay per lead for jobs is quite, lo- quite high. So did you guys see uh, what Andrew Wilkinson, another friend of the pod who's coming on, I think next week, did you see what he posted yesterday on Twitter? I think this is pretty smart. Um, he posted about this, uh, this Gmail idea. Sam, did you see it? I did. I did. It was a, it's a plugin for Gmail that I don't know what it does. I forget. He basically, he took the, he replicated the two features that matter in Hey and Hey.com like, Hey, you could screen, you know, new recipients first before they show up in your inbox. And also it'll just hide all your newsletter cruft uh, in one, one spot, like better than the core thing. I, th- I think that was, that was the, the crux of his idea. Um, but it's like, Hey, do you want those cool features of Hey, without having to like go get this new email service and like go learn this new thing? Uh, Cause I'll just make it an add on for Gmail. And I was like, this is why this guy is smart. That was like such a simple, beautiful idea um, and I really hope he makes this and is not just tweeting about it, but I know how he rolls. He tweets to like publicly commit to doing something. And so I think he's actually going to get this built because he definitely got a good response from it. But I thought it was a great idea. What, what do you think of that, Greg? I love it. He got 2.4 thousand likes. And was I right um, about the summary of what it is? Yeah. So it's basically, and I love the way he, he actually like, communicates it which is also just seems like a magical part of how he operates which is read it out this, this, all right i'm working on a fun little gmail plugin side project dot 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 new line it's an yeah. email <laughs> firewall colon number one filters out newsletters slash noisy crap emails side note for you know greg side note that's be- like beautiful like layman's terms number two screens first time senders similar to hey number three Delivers emails a few times a day on a set schedule versus 24-7 in brackets like DND. Who wants to beta test? 782 responses. Right. Yeah, this is like, you know, we got to invest in this little Gmail plugin. That, like that, that's, how, that's how good this is. This, this is like a real idea because it's a, if you did these three things, productivity would rise uh, significantly in, in email, which is something that everybody's using. And so I think, A, he's the right type of guy to kind of spearhead something like this. Uh, he communicated it well, and it's just a simple, it's a simple good idea. Greg, do you, who else do you know that has, do you know any big Gmail plugin or uh, Google Chrome plugin businesses? I do. So I invested in a company called vidIQ. Sean, you, you know Rob, yeah, right? Rob. Dude, the guy is a legend and crushing it. Um, Can you tell the story? Numbers, he's a tank. Yeah, story. Physically, he's a tank. He, we got to say that. <laughs> physically, he's a tank. Um, he's like the most lovable t- teddy bear ex-football player of all time. Um, he's in San Francisco. He raises money from like um, all the right people. He builds a startup, basically like Hootsuite, but for uh, YouTubers. Uh, this is in like 2012-ish. Um, gets, you know, the top 10 biggest video publishers on the platform, AOL, Yahoo, all these, you know, big companies, um, realizes that there's no, although it like looks cool to work with big companies, you can actually make more money if you just work with like little to medium sized video creators, ends up doing at this time, this is like 2014, maybe like the, the, the equivalent of nuclear bomb, which is number one, he like 
gets rid of most of his team and moves to Santa Cruz, California, and becomes like surfs every day, like right. four to five hours a day. <laughs> um, so number, you know, now remote is obviously more of a thing, but like back then, like no, you know, and then decides to completely pivot the business and and because he like fundamentally believed like hey like i'm gonna like forget this website i'm gonna con i'm gonna like change this to a chrome extension like imagine writing that email to your like to like mark cuban's one of his investors and like how Chris much Saka, did they raise a couple million bucks okay this so what happened um he moves to santa cruz converts it to a plug-in um it becomes like i think the most widely used plug-in for for video creators he charges for it can't share the numbers but i will say the business is exploding team size is is, is quite big as well how big i'd have to pull up the investor update but somewhere between you know 45 people i'd would, I would say somewhere in that range 45 people full-time and, and like he was top, just grinding on it like this uh, last time i saw him was a few years ago when we were all hanging out and it wasn't like clear that this was going to be this runaway thing, but it was clear that this guy's never going to fucking quit. Like he was like, look, I'm doing this. And it just wasn't like, I would have quit literally nine times during the process that he just kept going. And uh, that's what I admire about this guy. I admire that. I admire also that he, he didn't really listen to anyone. <laughs> like, you know, I think there's this like, a lot of founders like listen to podcasts like this and they're like, Oh, I'm going to do like what they did. And, and it's oftentimes actually the founders that don't even listen to anyone and who just like take selective tidbits based on their life experience. Right. And like really understand like Rob knows video more than, and video creators better than anyone in the industry. And was just like, I, he's like, uh, he, he had a point of view, like having a point of view matters. Like he's like, my point of view is that like cre video creators don't want to log into this like website, you know, and like have another website and like, who cares if it's a on built on top of Google Chrome? Like who right. cares? As long as I'm like, like swiping $9.99 a month for thousands of creators, the hell cares? Well, that's, that's a good one. Who else do you know? Or what else do you know? Um, I mean, in the Chrome extension space, none as intimately as Rob. I have a friend doing something cool. My friend Stuart is building this thing called, I think it's called luster.ai. Greg, have you seen this one? No. So I don't know how much I'll, I'll have to ask him if I can even talk about this, but it's pretty cool. I think he's out publicly public with it now, but basically he had built this company called slant and slant was like crushing it on SEO for like when you would search for a product, let's say you want a find a pair of headphones. He was kind of doing the wire cutter thing, but programmatically and or, sorry, crowdsourced actually. So um, you would search for headphones and you would get a result which is like, this is the best affordable pick. This is the medium range pick. And this is the high end. I want the best thing for the best, you know, at a, at a high, I don't, I'm not asking price sensitive pick. And, um, and so he was doing that and slant was doing well, but he was like, he similarly threw the whole thing away, pivoted to a Chrome extension that works on top of several sites. Like I use it on top of Amazon, for example, and it'll just say like, you know, I'm looking for a TV. It'll be like, by the way, here's the best TV worth buying. And here's where you can find it at the best price across other, other sites. So it's kind of honey esque, but it's really about the, um, the recommendation along with understanding, Oh, the price has dropped over here. You should actually get it over here. It's like kayak or something where they like aggregate 
New York Times, Wirecutter, and a whole bunch of stuff to get the reviews. Yeah, I don't use Kayak, but so, uh, but it's pretty good. In the, it's, it's a cool in, the, in the 30 seconds that you started explaining this, I like added it, and <laughs> I'm on Amazon, and I'm actually looking for a TV, and right. it's giving me recommendations. So that's why, like... That's why these rock, because how lightweight they are. rock. Yeah. These rock. I like it because it's e- it's super easy to install. It's always present. Like that's it. Now I'm an active user, right? right. Um, and you're not going to churn. I'm not going to churn. Um, I mean, and number three, like I'm a big, you know, from a thesis perspective, a big believer in curation. I think like Amazon's for, for you know, great examples, Amazon's great because it, you can get anything, but people want curation, you know, Instagram's great, but people want curation. There's just right. this demand towards curation and it's a huge opportunity. And, and I think and this like, is... Like the Gmail plugin idea, like because everybody uses email, you only need to grab such a small fraction of the sort of total base. Um, and same thing with like shopping, Amazon, right? Like, so for Lester to work, they only need such a small number of people who are regularly shopping. And I've seen his charts and it's growing really well. Um, like I think, I think that these, I, I personally gravitate towards either super niche and you can own that scene or universal product. And you can go for the people who care about, let's say quality more than the average, more than the 98% of the other people who use that thing. Um, those are like, the, you, you want to kind of polarize in one end or the other and not get stuck in the middle. One of the greatest companies ever or that I know of uh, personally is Grammarly. Um, if, if you live underneath a rock, Grammarly is a plugin that helps you write better. It just you, it, People dismiss, probably dismiss the business early on saying this is just word, or what, what's that called? Word check? Spell check. Spell check, I mean. This is just spell check and it's not. It helps you have better grammar. And uh, that's- Also, is, it kind of just is spell check. Like, is, like, right? Like, and that's actually okay. Like, it was just Spellcheck, but for the internet, because Spellcheck was limited to like Word documents and, uh, you know, text messaging, but you didn't get Spellcheck in every email you were sending or wherever, right? Like, it, it didn't even have to be more. I mean, it became more as it went, but like, but not much. Actually, just Spellcheck yeah. was fucking great. It was, that was a great thesis right there. And I, I totally dismissed it. Yeah, I dismissed this as well. And then the founder spoke at HustleCon and he's like, yeah, we raised $100 million at a billion dollar valuation. And I was like, that's crazy. And he goes, yeah, it's pretty awesome. All the money went to us because we, we make so much. So they right. must make over $100 million in revenue. Yeah, I think they're like stupidly profitable. Um, yeah, it's a fucking plug like, On the other hand, like as a consumer, Chrome extensions are a fucking crazy thing to install because they get like read permissions on every website you visit, which is just insane. Um, that's like handing over the keys to every account, your bank account and everything you ever said to anybody. So I'm very like judicious with Chrome extension installation. Most people, it appears, you know, I would say most people don't even know what a Chrome extension is, but then a lot of people install them when it seems like a huge privacy issue. And that's Chrome's fault. Chrome doesn't allow you. Do you guys use uh, one password? I hate it. I use one password. I also hate it, but yeah, I use it. Explain, explain. I want to hear why. Mine just never works. Yes, yeah, same. Do you use it? It's quite, it's quite complicated for me. Like, there's the Chrome extension. There's the app I have on my desktop, and then at some point, like one of those, like just stops. Like, like it'll stop auto filling. I'm like, fuck. And now I always have to do this like two step process, or I'll get a new computer, and I'm like, it's like, what's your seed? I'm like, man, I don't know. I did this like four years ago. 
I need to remember this thing. Like, I, I don't know. It, that's just really hard. And then the other thing is like anything that's social or with teams, you have to then sort of get to the team thing. And now I get, need to get everybody else to adopt one pass and they're usually less tech savvy than me. And I'm not even that tech savvy. So it ends up being this like failure of like getting other people to adopt it. Like I wish there was a simpler, I wish it was it a always simpler, co- version. It always runs into Google's password thing. Right. Like they hit, they hit each other somehow. Yeah. I can't stand it. Why? Are you an investor? Sorry. No, I listen. One password to me is the necessary evil to, to, to do stuff on the internet. Like, I think that like people who don't have password managers, like good luck. Right. You know, I think it's worth it. I think, I think, you know, I have it as an extension. I was just looking at my extension. I'm like looking at Loom. I'm looking right. at one password. Um, I actually think that there's an opportunity, you know, to create a better one password, but it's probably a difficult problem. And I hate difficult problems. Um, sometimes. I don't even think it's a difficult um, problem. I think you could do the same thing and just brand it better and write better copy and make it more yeah. family friendly and be like, this is called family password and family password helps your family be safe. And yeah. uh, it's not one password, which feels to me like an engineer's product built for engineers and all my engineers uh, like at my company are like, yeah, it's great. And they can't believe I'm not using it. And I'm like, I can't believe you use this fucking thing. It's so like difficult to use. And like, I don't know, there's just layers of, of annoyance with it. Oh, well, you, you mentioned a really, you know, smart idea, which is basically like, how do you take products and just brand them for other audiences? Right. Like the, the, the Christian mingle effect, right? <laughs> it's like, right. you know, match.com basically created this technology, if you can call it technology. Um, and I guess it's technology, created some technology, some, you know, basically basic social networking technology, and then focused on a bunch of different verticals, but it's the same under the only thing that's different is marketing. So the question is what are other opportunities where you can just take a thing and just brand it for other verticals? You guys want to, this is a a slight deviation, but you guys want to see the numbers for, so I, I own a Google plugin. Yeah. You want to see the numbers for it? It's pretty crazy. Me twice. (laughs) Watch this. Okay, I'm Sam's pulling these. up his skirt right now. So <laughs> the uh, the hustle has a plug-in. Um, can you see my screen? Yeah. Okay. This so all th- thrilling for the audio listeners. Okay, guys. I, well, I'm gonna try and tell them. Okay, so if you go to snippets by the hustle, it's uh, a plug-in that it says it has 5,000 users, and all it is is um, you open your plug-in, you open your your desktop, and a new and an article comes up, like a new headline. And if you click every the, new tab, every new tab, the the default like blank page has a news article. Yeah, and you can hit refresh up here, and that will refresh it and give you a new article. It's so it's super simple. It's not complicated at all. I made it, or we made it in 2015. Um, I'll check out this. Check out this. We made it one time, and we sent one email about it, and I never touched it ever again. Um, it has, check this out. Okay. So I'm, I'm going, I'm on Google analytics. I'm going to back to 2015. Let's see how many page views probably gotten 20 million page views. So 30, 40 million page views it's gotten, and it's only had a lifetime of 28,000 users, but I promoted it one time, literally one time. And, uh, look at the retention. That's crazy, right? So like this was in uh, what year was this? 
Oh, I, I changed the uh, Google Analytics, but this was, I believe was in 2016. Um, but like they stuck, they stick. And, and what's interesting is that um, per session, so each time someone opens a new tab, on average, they click refresh four times. That's cool. So you're basically hijacking their their, uh, Attention. their workflow of what they're trying to do. They're like, oh, I need to go to you know, my email. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, there used to be this Chrome extension called Momentum that I thought was awesome. It was really fucking simple. You would open a new tab and it would just have a beautiful photo and it would say, good afternoon, Sean, or whatever time of the day it was. And it was, the lighting would kind of change depending on what time of day it was. And it would say, um, you know, what's your focus for today? And I could just type it in. And then from, from that moment on, like, it would just always say like, good evening, Sean, your focus of the day is this. And uh, I love that thing. And this was so viral. I just noticed every time I'd open my laptop and I'd be doing something, somebody like the person over my shoulder would always pause me and be like, what's that? What's that thing? And so like, this could be paired with the Reddit thing from earlier where you could actually pair a delivery mechanism, which is this Chrome extension for new tabs with a market segment that's really avid that you found on, on a subreddit. Uh, there's a product idea here I really want to fund. Uh, I tried telling my friend Jake to do to build this thing, but he wasn't super interested um, just because it's very like front end heavy and he's a back end engineer. But if there's a front end engineer, if there's an engineer who loves good design, um, this is the product I want to I would invest in to to get built. So uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen. I think I talked about this once, but have, I don't know if you ever seen Stripe Home. Have you guys ever seen this product? So Stripe basically did something that actually several companies do, which is they build an internal um, sort of like homepage for their company. And Stripe Home is uh, it's unreleased product. I don't know why. It looks amazing. They clearly put like thousands of hours of dev cycles and design cycles into this thing. You basically, it'll show like, hey, here's the five new employees we hired. Here's some company announcements. Here's like, you know, some funny quote or whatever. And it's just this really good homepage. And it's, it's the, if you start opening a new tab, I think that's what you see if you have a Stripe imaged laptop for your company. And so I think every company would want this. When you give your employee a laptop, I think you would want to have like a branded new tab homepage. Um, and so it would be home for whatever your company is. And Sam, I know you kind of had something like this out of uh, rippling or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. The, the, this is, uh, I agree everyone wants this, but you'd have to, att you'd have to uh, attach it to someone's payroll or their HR I, software. I, I, don't think you, I don't think you do. I don't, I don't think you do because I think what you do is you just make it where any, it's like bottoms up. Any engineer at the company can uh, like enable this for their company. You don't have to really hook into who are the new hires and all that good stuff. Like there's just some basic information that you can, um, that you, that you can show without hooking in and then you can get better like, like Slack as you integrate more sources of data. And so like Amazon has a thing called phone tool that does this where you can go to phone tool and it's hooked into the data system. So you can go look up any employee. You can see who they report to. You can see where they are in the org chart. You can see their level. And, um, I know that Clearbit made this for their company. And so they have a Clearbit homepage that they worked on, uh, you know, developing. So anytime some, anytime you see several companies building the same in-house system for themselves, that's something that you could export out and can be given to any company out of the box uh, as an easy to use thing. And this is something that literally you just win on design. If you go look at when Stripe Home talks about it on Twitter, there's like hundreds and hundreds of replies on the tweet because people just think it's beautiful. And they don't even need the functionality. They just like the look of it, just like mm -hmm. the momentum tab. People liked what my new tab looked like. And I think you could do the same for businesses and you could charge them for it. So free idea. Free idea. Just tell me um, if you're doing it because I want to invest. I got to check out, guys. I'll talk to you soon, Greg. See you, Sean. Yeah. Cool. See you. Later. Keep, on, keep it going. Greg, I got two more things for you and then we can bounce. Cool. 
first question for you. Do you think that there's that, do you think that there's going to be sort of a, a backlash against TikTok or TikTok will just get banned for being sort of Chinese spyware? And should somebody just be, you know, like Triller or somebody just be positioning themselves as the, as a net waiting to catch all these TikTok users if uh, people revolt against TikTok, which is sort of, um, you know, a Chinese company. And it had, it, there's been lots of reports. It was a big Reddit thread recently about how, how much data it's pulling off of your phone and how it's basically spyware. I think, I, you know, I think Jason Calcanis has tweeted about this too. I think he sees a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, I think if we look as like the past as a best predictor of the future, there's been so much anti-Facebook sentiment and people still use Facebook products. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I, I don't see a massive opportunity to like wait for, right. for that, to be honest. I, I would agree. The only difference here is that I think it might be government based this time. Like India just banned TikTok in India that. and TikTok's fucking huge in India. So somebody's going to get, the benefit of that. I don't know who it's going to be, but like, it, I think if the government comes out and does it, that's different than like people all sort of, there's no way they're all going to coordinate and decide to care on a given day and move networks that, that I don't think happens. Yeah. Um, okay. Two other uh, random ideas I saw. There's a company called Arist. I don't know how you say it, Arist, but that's kind of interesting. It's called, uh, the, the website is, let's find it. It's like Arist text messaging courses. Um, Basically, these guys are letting you build a course like Teachable mm -hmm. just through um, text message delivery. So it's aris.co. And so you can go on. I could be like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to start businesses. Like I might do this. I might just make one of these just to try this platform out. But I could be like, hey, I can help you, uh, I don't know, get business ideas or learn how to start a business. And I have a little editor on my side. I can create a text drip and people can receive these uh, text messages um, you know, on a daily basis, like learning in little nuggets. Um, I thought it was kind of an interesting idea, interesting concept. What do you think of this? I can't tell you how good of an idea this is. This is like, <laughs> this is like a no brainer to like set up 10 courses. Like here, you know, what I would do is start like almost like a, a little bit of a management company for Eris, like find like, you know, you're the idea guy and dating Sam coach like, and da yeah, yeah dating like, and just, and just like, okay, we're, I'm going to help you like get this out there. You do right. the editing, you do the paid ads on Facebook and then it's new. So it's interesting. The idea around like, Oh, through text. It's kind of interesting. It's not like right. just another guy pressing a button. You get to this landing page. Hey, let me sell you this course. Right. Easy. Yeah. I think this is kind of cool. I'm going to try, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, I'm going to make one actually. I don't know how much effort it's going to be. If the platform is easy to use, I'm going to try one and we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens with this. Uh, what's the most sort of interesting thing you've seen lately um, that's outside of the sort of Reddit uh, investigation you've been doing, either something you've thought of or um, another product that you, you really like right now? Um, top of mind, uh, there's a app called Hags, H-A-G-S, which is, a app built on top of snap basically is that like the old yearbook like hags yeah. thing is that what it stands for yes exactly so it's yearbook signatures you um i think there's tons of opportunity on top of snapkit which is snaps uh developer uh platform it 
Um, and HAGS is obviously taking advantage of that. You, you so HAGS, if you don't know, stands for have a great summer, which is what people used exactly. to sign off with on yearbooks. Exactly. So you basically post a story, like swipe up to sign my, my yearbook and you can, it's basically a high school social network and, right. the, and the entry point is through yearbooks. Um, what I love about it, number one, built on top of Snapkit, tons of opportunity right there. Um, go look into that, like, especially like building, they just announced mini apps. You can create like apps within, um, snap conversations. I think I see that being huge. Um, so I like that. I like their design style, like their design, like if you, you know, I think there's so many apps out there that they all just look the same and it's just refreshing to see something new. Even that at the website that you showed with the Chrome extension, the Amazon yeah. one that uh, or the product recommendation one like that like i looked at them like yeah I, i'm in because it's right. like cool it's looks interesting good. looking yeah it's interesting looking so it's like design something that's interesting hags does that um and it's just shot up in the charts um and you know it and it's been cool to see so i really like that um what else have i been really liking stadium live is pretty cool i don't know if you've seen that I saw when it got funded, it's like a sports fan thing, but what's cool about it? It's like basically like, again, in this sort of like Gen Z world, it's like basically ESPN for Gen Z. You get assigned, I'm very interested in like virtual avatars as an entry point to um, socialization. As COVID and this pandemic continues, people are going to be looking for new ways to just connect with one another. Um, and avatars is a really good one. Um, you get assigned an avatar, uh, you join um, like a game, basically, esports or sports. And, you know, it might be like Toronto Maple Leafs versus Montreal Canadiens. You see it, it again, connects with Snapchat. So you get, it's your Bitmoji um, that you can like edit. And you could just see other people there. There's like polls and stuff to like, keep you entertained and you kind of feel like you're in this like virtual environment. So what I love about it is like number one, virtual environment, number two, vertical network, number three, built on top of snap. Mm, I like that. You, you know, when you said avatars, it reminded me of an uh, app I saw this weekend. Uh, it's actually number one in the charts right now. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called trivia Royale. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. So this was made by um, the guys who made quiz up. I think so. Yep. Uh, this guy right. Thor and somebody else, uh, they, they have this new company called Tea Time Games and they made Quiz Up, which was like, you know, the most popular quiz trivia app at the time, kind of went through a rise and a big fall. And then they kind of spun out. They're like, all right, we're doing it again. And so the way this one works, you download the app, you make a little avatar, which is like, doesn't sound that great yet, but um, they use Facemoji, which is cool. So it's actually a pretty good high quality one. Uh, but they, they combined the trivia game of like HQ or quiz up with battle Royale from Fortnite. So it start every game starts with a thousand people and you go head to head against somebody and you play, you do five questions of trivia and then at the end you win or they win. And then it goes to like the pool cuts in half. So now there's 500 players left, then 250, then 125 and it just keeps going till there's one person left standing as the winner, winner of trivia Royale. And uh, it's number one in the charts right now. It's a beautifully made app, just really well done. Um, I don't know if it'll have, you know, the sort of stickiness that you would want, but um, I don't know. I like, I like it. It's sort of same guys working on the problem from a different angle, which I, I always respect. 
Yeah, I think I, I love it. Beautiful. Games is always one of those things where, you know, as you know, it kind of like, is it, is it a hit or can they build it sort of as a platform? Right. But I feel like these guys, I mean, they've probably learned a lot from QuizUp and they probably got a good shot at it. So right. I, I'm pretty excited about it. Games struggle because games are both a hit business and a fad business. And people yeah. kind of confuse those two. And it's like the hit business as in your game just out the gate could be a flop or a hit. But even if it's a hit, it could then be a fad hit or it could be a long lasting League of Legends type of hit, which is super sticky. And right. you, know, you, you really only get the value if you get the hit and it's not a fad or you just do a bunch of fad hits over and over and over again as a studio doing little quick hitters. And so that's the, those are the only two models that work in gaming, unfortunately. Which is tough. Like you don't want to be on that treadmill. Exactly. Right? Or you do if it's your first time and you got a bunch of energy and you're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is great. I'm going to do this thing. That's really fun. And then, you know, for me, at least the further you go, you're like, hell no, I don't want to, if it's a treadmill, I don't even want to touch it. I don't want to get near it. Um, another, like, I don't know if you saw it. It's me. It's me. Is this, uh, is this the dating app or which one is this? Yeah. It's kind of a, it's more of like a make friends app, but it could be right. used for dating. Um, also avatar. Um, so you download the app, you tell you, you know, they ask you like, what are you into animals, whatever. There's some sort of like curation, quiz. Yeah. personality quiz. Exactly. Um, they ask you to create an avatar, you create an avatar, then you're in this world, basically, you chat roulette style, press a button, get connected with someone who they think you would like drive with. Um, and basically, as you like move your your head, your avatar, just like um, tracks the you, Facebook. Yeah, right. exactly. It tracks you. It's It's cool because you're getting to know someone through your voice plus avatar. Right. Is it um, kind of lowers the barrier, the friction where lowers you, the barrier. It's not your real face. You're not on webcam. You don't have to care about how you look, but you're, it's higher fidelity than just a still photo and text. Exactly. So, what other verticals could you do that in? Right. Yeah. So many ideas, dude. Uh, okay, dude. This is great. I'm glad you came back on. Uh, we should wrap it up. But um, let us know what you think. If you guys love Greg, let us know. Then we can have Greg on more. If you hate Greg, let us know that we'll never let Greg on again. We have the deal. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Greg, good, good times, man. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Cool. Take care. See ya.